people's responses to our boundaries will always tell us far more about them than they will about us. And there's a common myth that we set boundaries with other people. And one thing in all these years of research that we've been doing on boundaries that we've come to understand about women who set boundaries effectively is they're not setting boundaries with other people. A boundary is a contract between you and you, between yourself and what you value. Welcome to Messy and Magnificent, the place driven women come to elevate their career, health, and relationships. In here, we increase your productivity by replacing always being busy with the space to breathe. Hear your own wisdom and be part of a sisterhood that has your back. My name is Carly Bain, and together we're going to make sure that you have a doable plan and the roots to rise. Well, welcome back to Messy and Magnificent. It is your gal, Carly, and your gal, Anitza. We have Anitza Martins in the house, one of my favorite human beings and the project manager for my company, Everybody Thrive. And we've got her here for a very specific reason. So if you missed the last episode, episode 109, we introduced the concept of thriving from the field of positive psychology, specifically the equation that we notice that folks who thrive are living into. And that equation is P plus M equals T. That stands for pleasure plus meaning equals thriving. And if you missed that, I highly encourage you to go on back to episode 109. It's a short, sweet episode and hear the full science and the reasoning behind why we're focusing on that for this month. This is usually a full time a year for everybody. And we wanted to offer you something sweet and incredibly valuable that you could have in your back pocket that would act as nourishment in a simple way. So what's on deck for today's episode, Anitza? So, you know, it's the time of year where everyone is reflecting. So as I've been reflecting, this year was all about the conversation of boundaries, Carly. We've talked about boundaries so much this year, and I think it was such a relevant and important conversation. So now I have to ask you, when you set a boundary and someone hates it, what do you do? How do you react? Ooh, I love that question so much. And what a good time to pause and celebrate a year of talking about boundaries so extensively. So that's a real thing that happens, right? This idea that we're going to set a boundary and somebody's not going to like it. In fact, that's the number one response we get from women in the Boundary Academy is what if I do this thing and somebody hates me or they get angry or they think I'm lazy or they think I'm not working well enough, or they don't want to talk to me anymore, or they don't love me anymore. All these fears around other people's reactions. And those are valid and they're real. And it's important to notice that they're all about the caretaking of other people's responses. And I should modify that a little bit because there also is an element that I think is true and real, which is about our safety. For Many generations and for many women still around the world, it is not safe to fully express ourselves. And we might be left with consequences that could be anything from somebody yelling at us or being disappointed at us to being fired, being reprimanded, being physically accosted or worse, right? And so there's one woman, Dr. Valerie Rain, who I remember her talking about, you know, we can smell the witches being burned at the stake in our DNA, this idea of women before us who might've used their voice could have been met with serious consequence. And so I want to hold that as also being real and and true as we talk about things that are meaningful. But what do we do? 
when somebody does have a strong reaction to the boundaries? That was your question, right? I want to put this out there. People's responses to our boundaries will always tell us far more about them than they will about us. And there's a common myth that we set boundaries with other people. And one thing in all these years of research that we've been doing on boundaries that we've come to understand about women who set boundaries effectively is they're not setting boundaries with other people. A boundary is a contract between you and you, between yourself and what you value. We might sometimes articulate that out loud to somebody else, right? But we're not actually setting boundaries with other people. We're telling other people what our choices and actions and values are with the hope that it forms a bridge, that they might get on the same page with us or we could find some middle ground together and find a way to connect on something that we're not already connecting on. So when somebody has a strong reaction to a boundary that I set, it is always confirmation to me that I absolutely needed that boundary. Boundaries aren't something that the other person necessarily needs, right? We have to own the fact that we need the boundary. So an example of this could be, I need to stop my work at a certain time during the day. If I work all day long until right before I go to bed, my mind races the next day, I'm scattered, I'm not focused. I need the boundaries with my clients. They don't need the boundaries. They want to talk whenever they want to talk, right? Which is great. We all do. I'm the one who needs the boundaries in order to show up and do the best work for them. So if I set a boundary that says, hey, you know, I check my email until 5 p.m., And if you message me after that, great, I'll get it first thing in the morning when I'm back in the office, then it's on me, right, to continue to maintain that boundary and to actually not respond in the middle of the night and to make sure that I'm honoring it. And if somebody says, oh my gosh, what do you mean you're not going to respond to my stuff? We are witnessing their ability to consider our well-being. That's all it is in the equation. And at the end of the day, it's nobody else's job to maintain our well-being above, above our own. This episode is brought to you by the Boundary Academy. 15 years of coaching thousands of women has taught me that it doesn't matter how good our plans, our intentions are, our network, or even our access to external resources. If we don't have the boundaries we need to honor what we care about, we will always struggle with a lack of time or energy or money or downright satisfaction. You see... Women who have thriving, healthy careers and relationships know that boundaries aren't just something nice you get to later. They're something you practice gently now so that you have the later that you want. So you can get free access to the recording of the Boundaries Brunch we did right before the Boundary Academy opened. There's a link to it in the show notes wherever you're listening or head on over to carlyfane.com. And in this 45-minute class, you're going to learn the three mindsets that women with healthy boundaries already know and live into, plus lots of rich, candid conversation with thought leaders in the field of boundaries and women who are just getting started. There's nothing for sale in there, just rich content you're not going to get anywhere else because that hunch you're meant to be doing something meaningful and enjoyable with your life and career, it's right. I hope you'll join me and women from around the world that are making having boundaries oh so doable. So when somebody screams, (laughs) when somebody yells, which I want to say are the extreme rare cases. It is so rare. Like one thing we're noticing again and again is that oftentimes when we set boundaries, especially with reasonable people, they are well-received. When we set boundaries with somebody who has an extreme reaction, 
and they're being unreasonable. It's okay for us to lean back from that. It's also okay to consider that our boundary is 100% necessary and to do what we need to do in order to protect and honor ourselves in the moment. So I do want to say this, the folks who have pushed back on boundaries that I've set this year who have had rather extreme reactions to them, one thing I realized is that folks who don't agree with our boundaries, they're not going to say, oh my gosh, I get it now right? You need me not to call you curse words anymore. I didn't get that until you said it, but now I get it. I'm on board. Like they're not going to express it that way. They're going to do more of the behavior that was already not working. So if they were kind of talking to me disrespectfully before, and I said, look, in order for us to talk, you can be angry at me, but you can't use curse words or you can't berate me. And then they berate me more. That would be par for the course. And it's up to me to create the boundary and, and to lean back a little bit. So When somebody hates a boundary that we set, it reminds us that we absolutely needed the boundary. And then it's based on the individual circumstance, whether or not we can meet that person halfway. If this is a reasonable human being that is able to care for our well-being and we can find middle ground with them, great. If they are unreasonable, then it becomes our sole responsibility to live into the value that that we're holding in this case, self-respect and being talked to well. Does that make sense, Anitza? Oh, yes. And I think that as I've practiced boundaries through the course of this year, I found that even individuals who had a really just outrageous reaction in January have now come around in December. And that was something that's like a very pleasant surprise because I didn't, I kind of just assumed that that would have been lost because of the reaction. But the more that I led into my boundaries, and set them in respectful ways, in ways that make me my best self. They've been able to watch it and see how it's not about them, it's about me. So thank you so much for answering that. And so to completely flip the script, tell me how boundaries bring you joy, Carly. Oh my gosh. Well, they bring me so much joy. Like if you think of these little examples, one of these was a professional relationship I had with somebody and they were not doing their end of the bargain, right? The things they had agreed to. And when I asked them, Hey, you know, we had these, this agreement. Could you, could you stick to the agreement? They had a really strong reaction and it was all about how I was a terrible person. It was kind of the the tone of, of the reaction. And so I bring that up as an example because the joy of that is that I no longer work with that person in the same way. <laughs> so I'd gotten used to a certain amount of jabs or being taken advantage of, or just things that, nothing that was horrific, just things that were sucking a little bit of energy on a regular basis. That's not there anymore. So like the joy on the other end of even an extreme situation where somebody had a large reaction to my boundary is that I don't have somebody jabbing me on a regular basis, right? Or I don't have something that's just sucking a little bit of energy on a regular basis. And so that's that's a joy on the other side of this. But I also want to say this. One of the tremendous joys of practicing boundaries that I had no idea was going to come is connecting in deep wonderful ways with other women who also have boundaries. Like I have such deeper friendships or relationships or professional dynamics with other people that I know are also practicing their boundaries. So of course, within the Boundary Academy, I'm connected to all of these amazing women all over the world now, women like you, Anitza, and for those of you listening, and that's an incredible joy. And so, yeah, some relationships do change. The ones that didn't hold water, 
they do shift a little bit, but then all these new ones come out of the woodwork and we get to be around all these people who, who support us as much as we support them. And so the joy of practicing boundaries is you will find other boundary makers and you will have each other's back. And that in itself is really joyful and fun and empowering. Well, it sounds like through setting the boundary, maintaining the boundary, and then also finding a community of women who also can upkeep their boundaries, that you are truly thriving, Carly. I am. <laughs> I am. And I have all the other stuff too, right? <laughs> like it's all there. I think that's the beauty of the, the P plus M equals T model is there's also hard stuff. We all have hard stuff going on at the same time. But these thoughtful questions that you're asking, Anitza, they lean towards curiosity and joy. And I just so appreciate you asking questions about both meaning and pleasure. It reminds me that both of those things can happen at the same time if we pay attention to them. And so if you're listening right now, I want to know from you, what's giving you meaning and pleasure right now? Put that in a review on iTunes if you want to be quick and easy about it, or better yet, send a voice memo directly from your phone to Anitza, A-N-I-T-Z-A at everybodythrive.com. And we would love to put your voice in an upcoming episode. Because remember, you thrive through nourishment, not punishment. Keep taking care of what gives you life, including playing with the boundaries that make sense right now. And we'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Messy and Magnificent podcast and being part of this dynamic, life-giving community of women. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and me hanging out, sipping tea together, making sure that all women become richer, more nourished, and able to keep on rising. So I'll see you on the next episode next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to head over to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast to get the full show notes. And I've also got some extra special free resources for driven women over there that you won't find anywhere else.